Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brett and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering room. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans, so belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk and a whole lot more show two. 131 September 12, 2022. We're part of the Belly Up Media Network. Dave, of all the days to get the fucking wordle wrong, was today was the one that I probably should have got 100%. <laughs> I, uh, it was a oh tough man, one. It was a tough one. There's some letters there, and the double letters been coming up a lot more lately. But geez, like the one that I should have gotten, and Deanne didn't get it either. We kind of had a laugh about it when, 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 because she goes, There's no word, there's no word that fits in here. There's no word that fits in here. Turns out that the word of the day uh, was booze, B O O Z E. Um, quite surprising at the uh, down the 1420 sports bar and down the Yankee Tavern that the word booze uh, didn't come up. Dave, how are you doing in your world lately? We haven't been updating ourselves uh, on um, how it's been going. I've been missed, some tough ones lately. Oh, yeah. I, I've now missed in my history of Wordle. I've, I've played it <laughs> 209 times. I just pulled it up. Um, I've missed twice. Um, I did get booze today. So what I do on a day like today, I... I had no idea where to go. I had two greens and a yellow yeah. after two guesses. And then on my third guess in, I just said, screw it. And I and I just did a, a letter eliminator. And then that's got me. So I got booze in five. So you you do, you do the Kelly Clarkson and walk away from a little bit and say, I got to just take a little step back and not uh, not not just waste uh, any more time on this. Because that's what I do. And man, oh, man. I yeah. And then when booze came up, I kind of, I mean, felt a little bit of shame considering we have a, you know, a sports cast, a, a sports podcast that talks about beer and booze and everything else. So it's kind of a little bit down on myself. Dave, before we get going here, I want to thank once again, Tom, big, uh, big nasty O'Connor for joining us on the show on Friday night, a fun interview. We had a lot of laughs, uh, some informative stuff. It was, it was really good. It's, it was up there. We got up there on Saturday or so Saturday night late. So yesterday and today we've been doing some promoting on it. So make sure you guys listen to the interview. We had a really good time with Tom before his big, his big fight uh, on the 23rd at River Creek, River Creek Casino in Edmonton coming up. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to Tom. He's a very enthusiastic guy. I really enjoyed his time with us down in the tavern. It was a good time. It was. Uh, it was. It was great uh, talking to someone who <laughs> fights in front of people in a cage. Uh, really good guy, Tom. Best of luck to you. It was a, it was a pleasure having you on with us. Um, be safe. Uh, kick that, kick Tim's ass. Uh, and put an end to watch, it. Put an end to it right quick. Don't uh, go home looking pretty. Don't don't get and that. Then, uh, and then go get that great big hamburger you were bragging about that you wanted. Get you that had one in a big long time, old so. cheeseburger. The, the gourmet, none of that fast food shit. So uh, yeah, best of luck this Friday. We'll be watching on UFC Fight Pass. There we go. Uh, Dave, uh, how was your weekend personally, pool, football-wise? How did you do? Um, bef- I know I my life got a little bit less complicated. I got a lot going on between the years. But, uh, man, oh, man, the, uh, the belly-up survivor pool, I lasted one day, and that was it for me. How, how do you do? Well, I, I hit it in the belly-up. Uh, thank goodness I didn't take the same team in both. I'm in two survivor pools. 
I am now in one survivor pool. I picked uh, the Ravens to win in belly up, which they took care of business against the Jets. But I also picked uh, the Titans to win, beat the Giants. And that did not turn out so well for me. Like, Jesus. So in both survivor pools I'm in, 50% of the participants are gone. In both of them, it's Tough crazy. Week. I thought I thought I would get at least about week five or six for sure. Uh, you could pick, but the, the I I learned something as well. Uh, you should never bet in week one with your heart and bet with your head a little bit because I went with the Niners, who's kind of my team. I but then in in, in uh, the side of my mouth, I was talking about how bad Trey Lance was going to do and ended up not being the uh, the quarterback in week three. So I should have taken my own advice that we talked with Tom about on Friday night when we started talking about the uh, the, the Steelers and his team and and you talking about the Broncos, but. But uh, I'm nine and five right now in the Bulldog pool. Did all right. My USC Trojans won. They finally beat Stanford in at down at Palo Alto, so that was a good thing. Um, your Broncos are they're struggling a little bit right now. I, I but I expect that when the second uh, half is uh, gets going, the uh, they'll they'll come out ahead in this football game. Well, here's hoping it's 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 tough. Uh, it's tough going home for Russell Wilson. The starting on the road, especially in a place like Seattle especially on Monday night, this game might mean a little bit more to Seattle than it does to Denver. Hopefully the, it's halftime as we start right now. So uh, hopefully Denver can uh, hopefully, first of all, hopefully these fucking referees can keep the laundry in their pockets that the, the officiating in the first half has, uh, has me uh, worked up a little bit. I don't think the it's been equal terms as we go forward but you know I, I i do believe denver's the better team and hopefully they pull us out yeah our friend jim and fan of the van before we went on the air tonight he said this was the lock of the week guaranteed that denver was going to win this football game and and they're down right now so jim i'm glad your your steelers won yesterday i'm sure you had a, a really uh that was an excitable game there was a miss <laughs> that was a wacky game, there's yeah. a lot going on there anyways well this uh segment brought you by manscape manscape.com Dave, the Manscaped Chop of the Week, Who's who had, there's some teams that had a really bad week, need to clean things up a little bit, maybe purchase the uh, the lawnmower 4.0 to smooth things over. Uh, there was some bad, bad football games this week and some bad performances. Uh, I'm going to start personally with me, and I've, I've said this before, I, I would never pick a kicker uh, on a fantasy team early because they don't produce enough points, but on a, on a football team, Man, your kicker can make or break your season quick. And in week one, you can't win the Super Bowl in week one, but you can sure fall fall back. There was some a lot of missed field goals. There was a lot of missed. There was two or three extra points being missed. Man, kickers, they they're just they seem to be a dime a dozen. There'll they'll be guys changing teams throughout the season. Guys getting brought in, brought out. But man, guys, the kickers, they got to clean their shit up early. I 100% will get behind what you just said right there. Like Tennessee, they they, they uh, were a blocked field goal from winning that game. Against the Giants at home, it's absolutely inexcusable for a playoff team with their, I, I believe they're the AFC South uh, favorites going into the year. They just couldn't get things going. It was a frustrating game to watch and i wa- ended up watching that game a little bit more than i intended to because they were one of my guaranteed they were the guaranteed win in the one pool and uh, it's so frustrating watching watching a team just shit the bed against a bad team like it's it, it was ridiculous it made me it it it, it gave me displeasure one team that I, that we talked about a lot uh, with Kyler Murray, we talked about uh, during the offseason a lot. The team that that uh, needs to clean things up, uh, Manscape Manscape.com. I I can't see that team cleaning things up anytime soon. Murray got that contract. He probably didn't do his four hours worth of studying this week as you're supposed to do every week before game days. Uh, they got trounced and trounced handily. Mahomes. Uh, he kind of it's it's early. You shouldn't put too much weight into the first game of the season, but that's what you do when you, you have podcasts and sports radio and everything else. It's uh, Mahomes kind of did the old uh, the old finger wag like Dikembe Mutombo did and said, "Not so fast. I'm still around." Exactly makes you wonder if he um, 
read the press and has those clippings all about uh, uh, Buddy from, uh, I'm drawing a blank, from uh, the Bills, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, supposed to be next yeah, coming yeah. to fucking everybody, right? Yeah, the next Johnny coming. Johnny Unitas. Of, exactly. He, he's the next coming of me. Is is what Pat Mahomes obviously yeah. thought about that. Like, hey, and, and Allen did have a good game on Thursday night. We all we talked about that. Earlier, oh, he but, yeah. yeah, he had a hell of a game. But then Mahomes just basically went out there, and if that's his motivation, I pity the fools that have got to play him, including my Broncos two times this year. Because Pat Mahomes, I get it. You don't have Tyreek Hill, but he good. He's really, really solid. He had a really good week. A, a team that that uh, we'll talk about this probably in all three segments today. But the the Dallas Cowboys even be, <laughs> e- geez, e- even before the Dak Prescott injury last night. Like I actually sat and watched the game. I was on the ball field all day yesterday, so I only got to. I caught up on a bunch of games today. Watched some highlight packages. Everything else, I was quite busy down here in the tavern trying to catch up with my NFL stuff, but um, watch the, the, the uh, Broncos or the, the uh, Cowboys game last night. And I, I got to give once again, our, our buddy at uh, fan of the van podcast, Jim, that the, uh, the, that, that one star on the side of the uh, Dallas Cowboys helmet, that's their rating. It's not a symbol. They're a one star team, man. That's a bad football team. And now that they have an injured quarterback. Oh man, they, they, there, that's trouble there in Dallas. And it's day one. Is there a season? Like, you hate to say it because things can happen. I mean, how many years ago was it when Tom Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe? People thought the season was over. Now they go winning six Super Bowls. So it, things could happen. Some quarterback could come out of nowhere. But when your base of your franchise goes down on, on week one, six to six to eight weeks you're talking and you lost already and who knows we've already talked about disparity in quarterbacks and there isn't a a lot of great quarterbacks in the league there's a lot of good ones but man dallas ooh, that one star rating aside their helmet might go to a zero star rating and and quick they are a team in that they're in trouble um, their their one saving grace is they do play in the nfc east but you know they're third place the Giants won. Uh, sorry, they're in. Well, they're in second slash last place. They're yeah. the only NFC East team to uh, to lose yesterday. Um, Philly showed some grit against uh, Dallas. So did I think Philly's pretty good. Philly's decent. Um, Detroit put up a good game. That was a that was a fun game to watch. I watched a, uh, a good half of that game, the Philly Detroit game. I, I actually had picked Detroit um, to win that game, but. Yeah, Dallas is a game behind everybody in there without their stunning quarterback. Ezekiel Elliott, um, I do believe non-factor. He lost a step, and now with a backup quarterback, I can't see them being able to uh, lean on there, him for the for the yards they need. Yeah, well, what 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 you would think? I mean, none of us know anything. We we know enough about football to be dangerous, I guess, when it comes to to podcasts and everything else. But now they're going to lean on Ezekiel a little bit more, and what does he have to give? In the big picture, like he, they, they, they don't, they don't, they won't have a passing game this week because you got to get a new quarterback in, you, or, or do you rely on on the backup, which I don't even know his name. It could be Jake Winters out of Alcorn State, for all I know. Um, where, like, where do you go? Like, do you do there? There isn't any quarterbacks even out there to, to go and get. I was watching whatever show Michael Irving's on with our, our friend Stephen A. Smith that we talked about last week, and even Irving was like, "Where do you go to get a guy?" Where do you go? And then the name Jimmy G came up. He has a no trade. Why would he go somewhere that has no chance? You yeah, know, and so. then and then with what like what's the upside for him there, right? Like yeah. you know, he gets to he gets to hang out in San Fran where he's comfortable and he has at least his resume in San Fran that he cannot tarnish from the bench, right? Yeah. So and no one wanted him anyways the first time. So he can't he's signed for the year. So why would I t- why would I uh, ha- take this haircut to play for to play, but for a team that's not going to showcase me and make me look better for next year? And then now no that reason. they lost yeah. yesterday, he might be only two or three starts away from getting back in starters' role. Like all exactly. that stuff, well, all that stuff in a seventeen week season or seventeen games, it's not like a, it's a Yankee season where you get one bad start and you get another, you get thirty five more as a pitcher. A, a quarterback, you can only you can only hold on to a guy so long. You can only hold on to your game plan so long. If it goes sideways, which I think it's going to with Trey Lance, I do think Jimmy G is going to be the guy in San Francisco in two to three weeks. 
Uh, I, I think they're going to, I know know you're 100% against what I, what, what I'm going on. We talked with this ad nauseum already, but I just, I got, for some reason, I got this feeling and I don't know what it is. Yeah. Unless Trey Lance starts turning the ball over or something like that, then we got to see. I mean, the weather in Chicago yesterday was less than ideal. Obviously it was rainy, shitty. The turf was terrible. The whole thing was just awful. Whoever, 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 whoever had the, the the less than adequate game was going to win that game. Yeah, like it, it's, really. It's, yeah, it, like it, it's 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 football. Sometimes the elements are going to uh, affect the quality of play, and and then this time it did. But both teams had a play in it, and and Chicago's the team that made the plays when they had to make the plays. Uh, Dallas, so like they they're in trouble and you know like uh, their owner jimmy johnson or not jimmy johnson jerry jones keeps trying to shove it down the throat that they're a contender in it for the super bowl every year this might be the year where uh they're out of it and out of it early and i don't think mike mccarthy is the coach i don't think he's he rode the coattails of aaron Rodgers to a super bowl and then he was able to coach that uh, green bay team for eight more years after that but, but he doesn't have the imagination he doesn't have the I, I i think he's just an adequate coach and adequate coaches don't uh don't coach their way out of trouble and yeah, dallas I, is in trouble earlier today i put up the manscaped uh, cleanup of the week who's got it or the uh the uh, chop of the week and he had he had a guy that's got to clean things up and you're speaking of aaron Rodgers and the green bay packers and thaddeus stewart a friend of the show i believe he's from south dakota uh so how can we say dakota it always comes out like you're from minnesota i do anyways minnesota dakota like i'm from alberta so whatever but uh, thaddeus stewart thanks for being a follower of the show thanks for listening he uh he said Aaron Rodgers, man, he's got to clean things up. They didn't, the Packers did not look good. There was drop balls all over the place. It wasn't good in, in Packerland yesterday. And, and and the look of of disdain and the look of disgust on, on, on the sidelines that that uh your friend and mine, Aaron Rodgers, was giving his teammates yesterday. That's a bit of concern when the guy the, the guy who's driving the ship is that pissed off in week one. Yes, his career's coming to an end. And yes, they were my Super Bowl pick last week when we did this. Uh, but Rodgers, he didn't... They got beat 23-7. to And Mike, Michael, like uh, that show I watched today, Michael Irvin, he he picked Kirk Cousins to win an MVP uh, this year, which I, I thought was a strange pick. You know, it's one of those clickbait things, I guess. But uh, Cousins out quarterback to Rodgers big time yesterday. I actually picked Minnesota to win that game yesterday straight. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck and you're smart. well, blind squirrel finds a nut, right? I got a couple others. I picked Detroit to win as well. So, like, that's not. I'm not going to break my arm, pat myself on the back. <laughs> the reason being, though, like, is uh, that first game at home, uh, a lot of adrenaline. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a, is an adequate quarterback. He's more than a- adequate. And they got weapons, and they got a new coach, a new offensive-minded head coach that uh, opens up the playbook and is is more than willing to uh, to take some some offensive shots. And and it worked in in week one. I think I think Minnesota is going to be a top out specifically at home this year in the NFC. Yeah, I know it was, a, it's, it was like, I, like I said, I didn't get to watch a ton of games yesterday, but I was on the on the tube. I had all kinds of TVs and things going here today to catch up on things. It was a good week one, overreaction. We'll get to overreaction Monday, which is always fun, the very first, uh, uh, after the first Sunday of the NFL football season, because people just lose their mind over their fantasy teams, over their pools, over their this, over their that, over their actual teams, over the actual games. It almost seems like the actual, like from what I was reading on the old Twitter machine, there were more people losing their minds about their fantasy pool than their actual teams. I always find that funny that <laughs> because they, they spent a hundred dollars or whatever it was, they actually have a financial investment that they're more upset about that hundred bucks in the first, the first uh, overall pick that, or first draft pick they had in the first round that they had. They're more upset about that guy not producing points in week one than they are about their actual team that might win a, win a Super Bowl or something. Like it, it's just funny to me. Well, yeah, like because especially on Thursday, I I started Cam Akers, who had three carries for no yards. So I was a little uh, worried about uh, um, about my chances. But uh, OJ's White Broncos came out came out on top this weekend, um, unless uh, 
Williams, the back for Denver, has a 42-point night, which doesn't look like he's going to. Uh, the way uh, things are rolling right now, I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I'm fairly confident in that. So that's the thing that went right for me. Uh, it's it's week one, and, and I also think the fact that so few starters are actually playing in these preseason games. Um, I think that's why week one was sloppy. It was sloppy. ton of turnovers. God, there was a lot of turnovers. Sloppy kick, kicking game. So these first couple of weeks of this, of this I, I'm not going to start overreacting to anything until week three, after week three. Because uh, let's, get into really- that, so let's, let's get into that, Dave, that like, you, it, it, it's sloppy and the games mean, because like we just said, there's only 17 games. Like I, This was completely off the like what you said, what I'm, I'm going to get into here. It was sloppy. It wasn't great, but you only have 17 games in an 18 week schedule. One loss in a week, you have to be more crisp. You have to be better, or more better is my dad used to say. Gotta be more better. Like it's just do teams, you can't afford to play guys in the preseason because it is a violent sport, even in preseason, because you do have kids that are trying to make the team. You can't afford to play guys because an injury could cost your season in a preseason game. But you can't afford to not play guys because reps in a practice can, you know, it's practice. Talk of practice. Where where would the happy medium be for an NFL team to say, okay, we need to win week one. And sometimes talent just can't win games because hard work beats talent when talent ain't working. I think week one means different things for different teams. When you're a team on the rebound, especially a team with a new coach or a team with a new quarterback, I think week one uh, does mean a little bit more because you can't, uh, when you're trying to implement a new system, get someone uh, up to speed in a new system. The newness of it matters more than teams like uh, like Green Bay, like Tampa Bay, who've had who who have veterans who know exactly, especially when you when you have the core group that has been there for a year or two and, and knows how each other's play, knows how to read off each other. There's nothing that can replicate repetition. And I I think Russell Wilson will be a lot better quarterback. I think the Denver Broncos will be a lot uh, better, well-oiled machine come week five or six and no matter how many reps you take in practice you just can't replicate the speed and and the intensity of of nfl gameplay even in um exhibition games these these preseason games i get it you can't take chances with your high-paid stars because there's some asshole on the other side that's doing his best to make the team and he wants to make a mark and it's it might not even be on purpose, but there might be a, a, a late hit. Well, that's the thing shots. that confuses me a lot, Dave, is that I was listening. I can't remember. I watched I, this sort of damn shows throughout the, the week and the month and everything else. Uh, but the thing is, is that like these 80 man rosters, they invite 100 guys to camp. There might be two spots or three spots in these rosters that are open. So why can't the vets curb and the, the starters are set? These guys are set. And this is football. Hockey is pretty much the same way. Baseball is pretty much the same way. Um, these rosters, like, why aren't the vets walking up to these guys who are, okay, dude, listen, quit it. Like, I know you might be getting a spot. You might be working for a tryout somewhere else. But, man, if that guy gets hurt, then we're we're all fucked. Like, but I don't cool. care. I don't got a paycheck. You know, if I, if I don't make this team, I'm fucking bagging groceries and, and coaching uh, – High school gym class, Pop Warner or whatever, yeah. whatever. Not even high school gym class. Like they're, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the working end of a shovel. I might be going back to my mom's basement. Like, fuck you. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go turbo every single fucking play. Um, yeah. and if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. And and I get that attitude because it means it. Well, their financial and livelihood stake is 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 at stake it could be if six they, weeks and you're done exactly like wherever training get, camp is and that's it like it's yeah if i get cut i don't know where i'm gonna and because the, the average nfl uh career is three years right 
So you get one chance, and then you, you might get you might get one contract. You you might get you, and you, you definitely won't get two in general. You, you just don't. If I had a gun, I might fucking shoot my screen right now. They just fucking did it again. These uh, these these the fix is fucking in in this Bronco Seahawks game. <laughs> I That's absolute fucking garbage. Jesus. I, I didn't see. We'll uh, we'll talk about the, the fix being in, actually. It's part of the next segment, Dave. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar podcast brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. The fix is in. It's funny that you said that. By Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling beautiful balls all season long. With Manscaped, state-of-the-art technology will have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your balls don't care and don't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code 1420SKATE. Meet the best valued bundle yet with for Manscaped's Pocket Rockets, the Platinum Package. At QB, the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer as a Wiley Vet, Sure to make the unit running smooth and scoring nonstop. At running back, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, built to burst through all the right holes. I'm done. Anyways, this has to be the Super Bowl winning roster, but don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 1420SKATE. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use promo code 1420SKATE. Manscaped for turning your player into an MVP. Man, I'm too old to read that, Dave. Well, you're not too old. You're doing an excellent job. You didn't have to see him throw another fucking flag for another personal foul. I would take my Manscaped trimmer. I would knock that that protective porcelain thing off, and I would I'd, I'd go right on their nipple and just nip their nipple. There. Now fucking go out there with bleeding nipples. Like, I, these, uh, these, these, these zebras are fucking terrible. The terrible. Manscaped nose and... Uh, nose and ear hair trimmer is quite fantastic. It's, it's a wonderful product. And wonderful same product. with the, the the shrub brusher, the wood whacker, the the weed whacker four Yeah, yeah. I guess don't. you don't want to whack the wood. Well, they're actually that, that, that's why it has that 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 ceramic cover, so you're not whacking your wood actually. So it comes in quite handy. No, Manscaped, thank you very much for sponsoring the show. We appreciate everything you, got, you have done for us. I'll try to get through those reads a little bit better, but uh, no, th- thank you very much for Manscaped. Use promo code one four two zero escape at manscaped.com today. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beers, four stock, and a whole lot more. This segment brought to you by, by BetUS and BetUS.com, America's favorite sports book. Dave, we were tra- talking just off here, off air here. The Alabama Crimson Tide escaped one on Saturday against the Texas Longhorns. Should have, should have, could have, would have, but didn't. It's way Alabama has been surviving for all these years. But the the, the the fandom that was uh, coming across me, I couldn't watch the game. Like I said, I was on the field, but you were watching the game. And the fandom that uh, people have against Alabama is kind of uncanny. And then you have teams like Notre Dame who lost on, on Saturday, and you're not a Notre Dame guy. They lost to Marshall. And uh, our friends at Craft Root Sports, they're Notre Dame guys. And you can see that since they're, they're – their displeasure in it. You have teams who just hate the Yankees. You have teams that just hate New England. Fans they, that hate. Fit fan story. Fan. You, you, people just hate them. You just hate the hatred that goes through through for no apparent reason other than teams are in general that they're successful to an extent. There's people who hate the Dallas Cowboys. Dave is is that one of the best things about sports is that there is a general hate when. Two people have, when two people have a disdain for a person or a team, it brings the rest of us closer together. Without a doubt, eyeballs on the screen is one thing and everybody getting together to cheer for or cheer against something, that's community. And, and, and I don't know anyone who's an Alabama fan. 
you can't really be an Alabama fan. I, I way... had a friend who was an Alabama fan. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> it can't be because of the Alabama fandom. No, but it turns but... out that there's a reason why he was an Alabama fan. He's one of those. It's just whatever. We won't get to that, but we'll talk we about that later. We get into that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it, it's good to have a villain. That's what, that's what makes sports great, right? It's, it's, it's nice to have a heel and success, and that's why – I think in any kind of sport, regardless of, of the sport, that dynasties are good for sport. Can they do it? People are going to watch in to see if they'll do it again. The, the non-interested parties are going to want to see if they can win their fourth in eight years or whatever the fuck Alabama has been doing now. And, and the casual fan wants to tune in just because, oh God, please, would someone beat these pricks, these smug motherfuckers? Because the thing is, Dave, is that nobody, the, the casual fan, because most people like in where, where we are in, in Western Canada, most people don't watch college football. They don't. They like I like I I'm, I got my USC hoodie on tonight because they, they're they're two and zero. So I'm gonna as long as I can, I'm gonna tote it. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with it. Um, it's but as the season progresses and Alabama goes six and oh, seven and oh, you'll get people watching, you'll get people out. And like, I think we're gonna fucking do it again. So then people will watch in hopes that they lose. And it, and I love it personally because it brings more people, more eyeballs and more conversations about with it. I, I like it. I hate when Alabama goes seven, eight, nine, ten, and oh, every year, but I think it's great for sport, and I'm sure it's that way with our neighbors to south as well. Yeah, like uh, just up here where we live, I, I think just the Saturday culture does not revolve around football. Well, <laughs> the our does. fall doesn't Friday night football, Saturday night football, Sunday day football. That's not the Canadian culture. It no. just simply isn't. We don't have the football culture that our American friends do. I'm a little bit jealous about it, but that's what happens. Ugh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I shouldn't be watching the Broncos play as it happens. It was uh, fuck three minutes left in the third. That's where we are in this game. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, where was I with my thought? The football um, culture. The football culture. It's not there. So, so the, the fact that. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bedsheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. College ball isn't our, our thing. It just isn't. It's fun to watch. And for something like Alabama, I didn't watch that whole game. When I tuned into that game was in the third quarter because I went to my sport tracker. And then I saw that uh, it was a tight game and, and, and Texas had a chance to win that game. I texted you the score in the fourth quarter and that's when I jinxed it. So I apologize, Texas Longhorns. I jinxed it for you. But the refs were in Alabama's pocket. They needed Alabama to win that game. 
Well, that's where I'm, I'm going to get to, Dave. I, and I was when I was doing the, the the notes for tonight's show, and I was thinking about what uh, all these teams that 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 win all the time and everything else. I remember my dad, and I think I, I, we talked about something along these lines that your dad used to say years ago: how the fix is always in, and everything else, and it's all it's, it's all a put on. It's a fix. This team's supposed to win, and that team's supposed to win. It's funny how now that we get a little bit older, that we're starting to talk that way that the fix is in. Uh, I. I watched uh, the like I said once again a highlight package today. It got broke down a little bit. That that safety should have been a safety at the end of the at the end of the first half. That was a horseshit call. Now they went back and forth, and Saban went gets whatever he wants because what that's just the way Alabama is. Wasn't the right call. I don't know enough about it. Um, I'm not a, ru- a rules aficionado in football like I am in baseball. But then, man, when Texas. They're, they almost had the sack late in the fourth quarter before that that game game winning field goal, man. Like to watch that live would have been great. It was it was fantastic end to a fantastic football game. 120 degree heat. I, I couldn't imagine the the atmosphere in Texas that day. Yeah, the the crowd went from pretty jacked to pretty sad pretty quick. Uh, another thing, you know, it's just I understand these are college kids. You're going to do this stuff. But a lot of these Alabama fans, uh, fans, the Alabama players, they were playing this in Texas, giving the horns down as they were coming off the field. Like, go fuck yourself. You're a 21-point favorite. And if the refs didn't uh, gift you this one, you were walking out of here with a big old L that you did. And that puts a sour taste in my mouth. Like, it's just everything about Alabama. Uh, football. Is it only because of their success or is it just all? I think so. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, because they're obviously, we, we, uh, if they were, if they were, I'm going to probably lay in the line that let's say, let's throw another successful program out there. Um, Georgia, probably exact same thing, but they don't win as much. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a, I think there's an SEC bias throughout the nation. I'm not an SEC person. I, I'm a Pac-12 guy because that's where, where we are geographically, I guess. But that SEC bias, it drives me nuts. I can't stand them. I, I quite like the Big 12. I quite like the, just because of the there's not as much media that goes with it. The SEC drives me nuts. I, I just think there's that arrogance. And I just, and they, and I, I think that the, the networks push the SEC arrogance for more clicks and more views. I, I do. Yeah, and 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 then with reason because the SEC is clearly the best conference in football, right? That's that's where you know that's where Alabama is. That's where Georgia plays. Auburn. That's where uh, Auburn. Uh, no, yeah, Auburn, LSU. Um, they're just. They're they're good solid teams that have won a lot of ch- uh, national championships over the last twenty years, um, so it's always nice to see the outliers um, like uh, a Clemson come come into uh, play every now and then, and and you know fuck the Ohio State as well. Like I'm, I'll I'll say the Big Ten, but the Big Ten just can't compare. No, like we're talking about these teams that people just love to hate, and for whatever reason, and I th- this is one that makes me laugh a little bit is that. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, we they're going to make all three segments of our show tonight. They haven't really been relevant in twenty-five years. Rough they and dirty, yeah. They haven't about won a that. Like rough and dirty, they, they haven't been yeah. good. Uh, we're in two thousand twenty-two now. So when was that Tony Romo snap? Was in two thousand and three. So nineteen years since they won a playoff game. I'm just, no, that I'm, wasn't winning. They haven't won. They've been in the playoffs. Like but that was a game where they were yeah. relevant. They should have won, and they didn't. So yeah. they have they have been relevant in twenty plus years, and people still hate them. And they're they're like, and it makes me laugh that there's just a, a hatred for the Cowboys and their one star review on the side of their helmet. People hate the Cowboys, and it's like. Like there's kids, there's kids alive today who haven't seen the Cowboys not only not win a Super Bowl, but not not win a playoff game. They hate the Cowboys. Like it's it's funny how sport does that and generations do that with the, with fandom in sports. It's it's a, a team like Dallas is they're they're more than a football team. They're an actual brand. And and with the the coach and the way they're they're marketed, they're they're so recognizable. Um, they're the, the star on the helmet, everything about them. Like the, when your GM coach man or not GM president 
manager, whatever he is, all this other when he's the most prevalent person in your franchise, you're fucked. You might have a problem. You might have a problem. Like, yeah, Jerry Jones has to be the most recognizable owner in sports today, no? Uh maybe Bob, yeah, Bobby Kraft might get in there. But he's not the GM. Well, no, no. <laughs> Bobby Kraft, too busy, the, or- the Orchids of Asia, or whatever is going on there. Yeah, he's he, worried about he, getting putting a football team together. He's just happy sitting with uh, at the table with uh, lovely ladies in a long tablecloth, right? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and maybe Mark Cuban, but Mark Cuban, but I don't know. Like, I do know other owners' names, but not because they're front and, uh, front and center of their, their sports team all the time. Does that add to it the, the hatred of of the Cowboys fans of uh, the uh, the guy who probably a little bit because that's a, who's uh, this fucking guy like Jesus you, so you're rich right on man so you, now you can be a GM of a football team too you you can own one you can own whatever you want you can if you have enough money own whatever you want I bully for free enterprise or whatever you want to call it absolutely but to be that arrogant to say now I'm gonna buy a team I'm gonna be a GM too. Get fucked. Get fucked because you know you're, you're. It's clear that you don't know what you're doing, and you fired uh, Jimmy Johnson because you thought he got too much credit for what your team did. Yeah, nicer hair. And then once you fired him, you haven't done sweet fuck all. You want to. You won one uh, Super Bowl with his team with another coach, but that's it. Um, you get somebody like. Um, George Steinbrenner with the Yankees back in the day, he was front and uh, center all the time. Yeah. And he went through Yankees weren't very good for, yeah, they were terrible like, in the eighties. Terrible. Yeah. They weren't very good at all, but when they turned it around, it, it was, they would have to get bad better to be really bad. Like they were bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Like the Yankees, even though they're, they're in a bit of a slump. When I say slump, I mean uh, a world series slump. They're no, they're nowhere near the uh, the mediocrity that that team was in uh, back in the eighties. Because back in the eighties, it was like the Jays and the Tigers um, were the were the teams. The Yankees in Boston were also rents all the time. Who's the most hated team? Like with that arrogance, with that team, people like in Canada, is it the Leafs? Which I find odd because they they, they never win. Or is it the Habs? Because like, who's the team in Canada in the NH, the National Hockey League, that people are like, "I'm good." Like, can they just enough? Because I, 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 I know the answer is the Leafs, but why they're not relevant? Because they never fucking win. Is because they're in the media so much? I believe that's what it is. Because Toronto is, uh, whether us in the West want to admit it or not, is is the focal point. It's it is the Canada that gets broadcast around the world. Right. That's where everything is. That's where everything is. All the entertainment. That's where media is. That's where head offices are. It's clearly it's the biggest. Most. I don't know the, the commerce, everything, everything is Toronto. And, and, and that's where I want to say. A hundred miles around Toronto, that's 40 percent of the nation's population lives oh, right there. Is, right? Yeah. It just it's just what it is. And then then that's why it's 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 Toronto which has to be hated. Sorry, Leafs. Not sorry though. I don't care. I'll hate on you. We'll go the big foot. Well, let's go big five. Let's let's use college football in there as well. Dave, let's go uh let's go college football, NFL, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball. What team do you think not here, not you yourself, what team do you think is the most hated? In each of the, we'll call the big five, I guess now, uh, what team would you pick? Not your own personal. What team do you think is the most hated in each of the, the, the big five? We'll put it on a Twitter poll later on tonight, and uh, we'll see what the, the people think as well. Uh, well, let's start with hockey. I think it has to be Toronto um, because it's Toronto, and that's for Canadians. I don't know if Americans even really have a vested interest. I would imagine Detroit fans hate Colorado. I would imagine. I made Detroit fans hate Toronto too. Yeah, because they got the, the proximity. Proximity. Uh, uh, what about Toronto, Boston? Like, a Boston fans hate Toronto. Habs fans hate Toronto. Uh, Senators fans hate Toronto. Ever like Toronto? Like, 
Yeah. I think the Leafs have, have to have that one for number one. Okay, Toronto. Football, I don't really know. Um, I would I would guess the Cowboys, even though they do push the needle the most, either you're pro-Cowboy or, or anti-Cowboy. So I'm going to say the Cowboys um, or maybe the Raiders because, you know, bad boys, they don't like us. Everybody always picks on us. No, you just kind of fucking suck. Stop it, Raider. Fans. Yeah, and they turned out shooter again yesterday but yeah yeah so i would say the cowboys first and probably the raiders second um and then what do we got nba i don't have a fucking clue um everybody loves the lakers um i think you're supposed to love the lakers i I think i think the celtics are probably the one that people like fuck off yeah, there is a there is a there is a bit of a disdain. We won't get into it for Boston franchises and for the, the Celtics, in my opinion. But that's a, that's just Brent from Western Canada speaking. I don't know enough about it, but I'm gonna say oh. the, I, I'm gonna say the Celtics. Okay, let's say the Celtics. I'm I'm down with that. Um, and in in baseball, you got to say the Yankees. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, because they're they've historically been the most successful franchise. They've won more than anybody. And and that's um, what uh, what it is. So I would say the Yankees, and um, maybe like I myself, even though I'm a bit of a hypocrite that way, I I don't like Boston since they started uh, winning, winning and being a. It's funny because I I cheer. I I want to respect the this the streak. I cheered for Boston to lose. I cheered for the Cubs to lose. I don't want these teams. It's a hundred years of tradition. You got to respect that hundred. I like losers, especially the longtime losers, right? Like, like, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Why not? Just well, my grandpa hasn't hasn't ever seen it. Well, that's okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that haven't happened. I haven't seen a world war. I don't need to see one now. I'm good. Exactly. No, we're 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 just fine. Hey, you know what I heard, Dave? I heard you know what I heard on TV over and over. I heard the Queen died. Fuck me. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get off that. We had we had a good laugh on it on Thursday night, but Jesus, enough. Fuck. Seven well, more days of mourning. God. Oh, I thought it. Oh, it's. I thought it. Oh, okay. No, it's well, it's right till next Monday. So it's, there's ten days of mourning from the minute she dies to the funeral. And well, it's big. Two years. It's what's another? Ninety six years old. Ten more days. Whatever. But Jesus. Anyways. Fuck, why why can't uh, Floris in London make a buck? Well, I'm sure they have. Oh man! Over the years, I'm sure they've they're fine. Yeah. And NFL, and NFL. Oh, you don't know NFL who we who we uh, College, college football. football. Uh, well, myself is Bama, right? Because and it used to not be, um, but over the last 15 years, Nick Saban has sewn that one up quite tightly for me. Uh, he th- that they're, they're just too goddamn successful, and and you want them to lose. You want them to 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 spread the joy around for a bit. I've always had a little bit of a disdain for uh, Notre Dame as well, though, too. Yeah, there's, that's a thing, right? It's just uh, there's there's certain teams people just hate, and they're most nationally prevalent. They're probably because they're in their our face a lot, but uh, mostly because mo- other than the Leafs, they're quite successful. It's funny how success can uh, can bring you down a little bit in the in the court of public opinion. It's it, it is quite funny to me. And then also, and then uh, also, it's funny. I have three right up the top, and Ohio State because uh, I, I cheer for Michigan. I don't have any vested interest, but Ohio State and then everything that Ohio State, like Nick Saban, fuck, I hate that guy so much too. I hate him. I think I might hate him more than I hate uh, Nick Saban. Saban at least knows his role and sticks to it and keeps keeps winning. Urban Myers is a greasy motherfucker that keeps getting jobs. Yeah, herbs, herbs, something else. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, we'll put that up. What teams hate it most? And each of the big five, we'll call it. Uh, we'll see what you guys think to, uh, throughout the next few days. And we'll we'll t- talk about it on Thursday's show. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by BetUS and BetUSTom.com. Place your bets at America's favorite sports book today. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Brent from the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. For all of you out there who like to have a little skin on the game, go to BetUS.com to make all your sports wagers. BetUS.com has all the sportsbook options available at your fingertips from pro and college football to baseball, hockey, horse racing, and beyond. And with an initial sign-up bonus of 125%, you get more bang for your buck at BetUS.com. Just click on all our on our personalized link that can be found on all our social media accounts and start betting today at America's favorite sportsbook. There is also an online casino for those of you who like to play the table as well. So sign up at America's favorite sportsbook today and pad your pockets at BetUS.com. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, overreaction, underreaction, NFL week one, or sport, any sport in general you want to talk about, uh, overreaction, underreaction from the, from the weekend. Let's do it that by SeatGeek.com. Use promo code 14420POD. That's 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. Uh, Dave, give me an overreaction from the weekend that uh, that occurred, uh, whether it be baseball, football, college football, NFL, your life, whatever, an overreaction might have happened. Maybe you got yelled at because you, you didn't take the garbage out in time. I don't know. What's, what's an <laughs> overreaction that may have happened uh, in your life or something you saw over the weekend? Um, well, the, I, I would I would be overreacting like hell if I was a Patriot fan. You get embarrassed by the Dolphins. I get it. Like, they're supposed to be good and Tua is supposed to be good. But you got to Paris, the, the Patriots showed up not in Miami on this weekend. I, I don't think the Patriots make the playoffs this year. Ooh, that might be an overreaction in itself right there. They were fucking terrible on the weekend from what I saw. That might be an overreaction. Uh, oh, I, here might be an overreaction next few days. Jerry Jones goes out and makes a uh, a deal for a quarterback, even though his team probably wasn't going to win the Super Bowl. I think making a deal now, like we talked earlier, the Dallas Cowboys made all three segments of our show. That's the first time in the history of the 1420 Sports Bar podcast that uh, the Cowboys got this much um, press. Maybe we should put this out in Dallas somewhere. It's shot probably. Um, but it's uh bullets can't get that far from Texas it, to here. They find a way that the people down there are crazy. Um I think it would be in Jerry Jones' best interest to underreact on this. Your team wasn't that good to begin with. You got a guy got hurt. If you can win, if you can win two of six or whatever it is, two or three of three of six. Kind of keep yourself in the race. I wouldn't go out and make make a trade. I wouldn't go out and sign up get uh, get rid of draft picks that are so valuable in the NFL. Because, like I said earlier on, the uh, the life span of players is so short. I wouldn't get rid of draft picks and get rid, get rid of younger bodies for a, a quarterback who's a band-aid on a team that wasn't going to win anyways. So this is a so you're talking just you're predicting a Jerry Jones over overreaction maybe by tomorrow. Yeah. I think he. I think in, in his in his best in his best interest to listen to the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast tonight and underreact rather than overreact tomorrow. I just stay the course and see what happens in the shitty NFC. Do you think Cowboys fans are overreacting by saying uh, when at nine ten last night that their season's over? Uh no, I don't. I think their season's over. I don't, I don't think, think the season was ever there to begin with. No, no, no. Well, they they had a shot at the playoffs because they have a they do have that a division schedule, right? And they have that division, but it's it's clear that it's not. Well, I don't say it's clear. It is week one, and we talked about how 
week one isn't a, a true uh, indicator of what the season is going to um, show us. But they're the only NFC East team that didn't win, and they're the only NFC East team without their starting quarterback for the next uh, uh, six to eight weeks. So, yeah, I do think – I don't think there's any overreaction in, in, in fretting over the, the Cowboys season. Overreaction, underreaction. Give me one more, Dave, or five more. I don't care. We got time. Well, you know, <laughs> what about when you're a top five team, say Notre Dame, and lose to Marshall in your first week? Is your season fucked? Even though, because Notre Dame is famous for uh, scheduling their patsies like Air Force, Army. I do they play the Coast Guard? Do the Coast Guard have a team? Like fuck, Notre not, Dame likes the, the intramural team is, is isn't playing this year, so they're they're out. Uh, Notre Dame should probably the fans base and the school should probably be overreacting right now. Their season is done. They're they're toast. They're they're not making anything. They're they're zero and two already. Yeah, Ohio State they they didn't play good. Ohio State wasn't good either. Um, Ohio State uh, Notre Dame their season is done. They should not be. They're overreacting for a reason. It's over. They're not going to win. They're, they're 0-2. The rest of the schedule is okay, but they're going to lose to USC big time. They'll be 0-3, so there's three losses. They're just they're, – they're not that good, and they were rated too high, as they usually are, and they usually get in by playing, like you said, those patsy teams that they can just kind of ease in, ride a wave, and then get, get themselves into a college football playoff situation. Not every year, but they have a, a chance to – find their way and worm their way into into the conversation notre dame season is 100 percent done their co their head coach who took over from brian kelly who might be the biggest slime ball in football and, and that that says a lot because there's a lot of slimy guys in football brian kelly since he left last year before the fiesta Bowl, i believe it was to go to lsu the new guy, I can't remember his name. It doesn't much matter at this point because we probably won't know his name by the end of next week. He's probably going to get fired. Uh, he's 0-3 in his first three starts. It ain't a good look at, at in South Bend right now for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Well, and on that note, Brian Kelly lost with LSU. I forget they got beat by someone they should have beaten as well. Florida uh, State. Yeah. So so good uh, good on him. Maybe a little comeuppance or something like that for uh, for him. Finally, a fucking touchdown. Put your arms up, Zebra. Jesus Christ. Put him up. No, you cunt. Whoops. We must be on a different uh, gym. Cut that uh, one out, please. Uh, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> these these stripes, I'm, I, I, 628 left in the fourth. One foot. Ah, shit. Sorry. I'll take that. I'll take that C sharp back. The, the, the Zebra made the right call. Damn it. Um, yeah, LSU lost their game. Like a lot of big programs. Alabama should have lost. Um, I'm, I'm excited for uh, college football because, well, Alabama, I wish they would have got tagged with that L because that would have made it a lot more interesting coming down the stretch because everybody is going to forget uh, a one-point win in Texas um, when those votes come down uh, late November. Overreaction, underreaction. Carson Wentz still has in a big win this weekend. Yeah, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna put that with the blind squirrel finds a nut. Uh, you can have him, Commanders. Like you, you can have Carson Wentz. It's 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 really quite funny that he couldn't beat the Jaguars as a heavy favorite with the Colts to make the playoffs last year, and then he wins with the Commanders on game one of a season that's going to be futile for the commanders. See, that's the thing with someone like Wednesday, they win when, when it doesn't, of course it's a game and all the games first game of the year is worth the same amount as the last game of the year, but you know, pressure makes diamonds. I actually think, I actually think more so. I think the first game of the year means so much more in, in, Every sport, because you have rookies, you have free agent signings, you have new guys, you have a fan base. I think winning that first game, I think that means a whole lot more than some people give it credit for. 
Like I, I, I know not to overreact. We're going Super Bowl like the Buffalo Bills have already won the whole fucking thing. Apparently, so I don't know why they're even playing the season because it's already done. And Allen's the, the the MVP. But I think winning that first game, I think it means a lot more than some people give it credit for. With especially a, a, a you get a new quarterback or whatever it is, I think it means a lot more because being one and I don't give a fuck. You're one and oh, It's better than being zero and one. Yeah, without a doubt, and I will agree to that. Like, especially setting the tone for the season. Jesus fuck. Um, I don't know. Setting the tone, it really does mean a lot. Um, I will agree with that. And maybe so. Let let's say game two doesn't mean as much as say game one. Uh, game win, game one, especially game one at home. Whether it's uh, you're starting the season for game one or you, or your, your second or third game of the season is at home setting a tone and, and making a connection with the home fans in football, I believe is very important. And, and you are right. Like uh, Minnesota, um, the way they, they beat the shit out of green Bay on the weekend at, in front of their home fans, Huge. it gives, yeah, it, it, it gives a lot of, it's a, it's a total shot in the arm for the franchise, for the fan base, for, uh, for the players, um, everybody was frustrated at uh, at the inability of of Minnesota to take that next step. They were they were a solid team. They've been a B B plus team for the last four or five years, and they can't take that next step. And and they fired Zimmer, and they got this new guy. I don't recall his name, who is more offensive minded, and they have ridiculous weapons on offense with a a really good not hall of famer quarterback, kind of a Roethlisberger type quarterback. Mm. And, and now they have, they have hope and they beat the shit out of green Bay. I hated rivals. So to your point, Minnesota winning game one in the fashion they did. I think that is really important for that, that, that franchise going forward this season. But on the flip side, let's not start thinking we're world beaters now either. Right. All of a sudden, you, yeah. No, no, I I agree with you there to to to, to that to that point. Like, I mean, geez, one and zero is better than zero and one. And you get to zero and one, you need to win your next one, or else you're zero and two. And then it, it can snowball quickly. And it, I think it's man, I think winning that first game is huge. You you win your first one, it gives you a, a bit of a a pass that to, to to throw a stinker in in week four, week five, whatever it is, because it's it, it's bound to happen. There's only one one team to ever go perfect through an NFL season, and, and no team ever is going to go through an NHL season or baseball season or basketball season win, winning the whole Mariana, winning every game. So the more you can win early, the better off you are. Uh, I said it before, I said it, I'll say it again. You can't win the World Series in April, but you can sure lose it. And the same with the NFL. Um, Man, winning games—it's—it's it's hard. It's really hard to do, and the amount of work that that goes into to winning a football game, uh, stuff that we'll never know about, with the behind-the-scenes stuff that we'll never know about or see—it—it's it, it, tough, man. Like the schemes and the tape and the on and on and on that goes. When you when you win a big game, I think there's—I don't think you should overreact, but I don't think you should underreact either. I think you should be excited about it. But I don't think you should be handing out Super Bowl trophies like they they kind of have been in Buffalo over the weekend. Over the like maybe maybe because we had all the Buffalo hype since Thursday on to right now that Buffalo's the number one rank. Fuck off! Like yeah, they won. Good. Am I gonna yeah. be? Am I gonna be eating crow in 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 uh, January? Maybe. But let's just cool the Jets a little bit and not let's just react accordingly, not over or under. Yeah. Like so, when Denver loses this game tonight, I am uh, I'm I'm not going to overreact. I don't think this uh, I don't think this season is over. Um, I wish they would not fucking cough the ball up four times uh, within five yards of the end zone. But that's just what happens. Some games, and we'll take it from there. But yeah, I don't between the zebras and and denver's inability to punch it into the end zone i'm not overly happy fan right now it's funny hey like you mentioned the officiating before the guys who couldn't do their job properly yeah and now oh, it's okay. the broncos now it's the broncos not doing their job properly oh first first it's the officials who can't do their job yeah. then, then it's the team who can't do their job first half was the zebras 
Second half, it's uh, it's the it's the boys with the horse on the helmet. It's crazy. It is crazy, but it's a, it's 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 the one sport where I do uh, actually pucker up a little bit and like, fuck I, I get animated for the for Denver Bronco football like I do no other sport. That's for sure. There you go. We all have our things. We all have our teams. The fourteen twenty sports bar podcast for beer sports talking a whole lot more. Brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com today for twenty dollars off your first purchase free parking free beer but hey at the enoch for uh big nasty's fight on friday no seat geek that that motherfucker sold sold out. right out you can't get a seat right now you can't get a seat on Ticketmaster. you can't get a seat on seat geek so uh i'll find some we'll find we'll, some we'll, we'll put it up for auction we'll make some calls we'll make some calls we know a guy yeah we we do know a guy we, do, we actually know a guy who's fighting <laughs> Well, we we talked to a guy. I know him. He took me on the dri- Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not driving to Edmonton though on Friday. I'll watch it on UFC Fight Pass. Yeah, you. And me I, I'm actually going to watch it on UFC Fight Pass. Yeah, I can't wait. He's the yeah. second or third fight. That's a stack. That's a stack card. So it watch is. it. UFC. For, yeah, f- fight fans like. Uh, yeah, saying? get on it. Yeah, UFC Fight Pass. Uh, Enoch, uh, UFC. I don't know what the organization's called, but cheer for uh, Tim. Big Nasty O'Connor. Tom, Tom Big Nasty O'Connor. Tom, he's fighting Tim. Tim White. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I was like, Tim, Tim, Tim. Just pretend they're calling you Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's just, right. Yeah. That's not my name. That's not my name. We'll have hamburgers afterwards. Oh, I'll make you a fat, juicy one. I'll. Uh, don't worry. I'll get you one, Big Nasty. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.